Hi, I'm Janice Corsano, and this is How to Survive Earth School. In this episode, and that's part of your PTSD, because right. that's the thing that, and we say, the part that you've overcome is the idea that you can't drive. The part that you haven't overcome all the way is the idea that anyone can hit me at any second still because even though I'm a good driver that doesn't mean that someone who's texting and looking down at their phone isn't going to hit me right and that's the the 15 minutes late is a proof of something it's proof of something about yourself when you actually understand it and when you do the work on it Holly understands the work she understands the concept she's not necessarily doing the work that's the difference. She does some of the work, like everybody, you know, they do some of the work. But as she gets, does more of the work, then she'll start to understand, like, what does that 15 minutes represent for me? What does it make me feel about myself? What are the things that, because the hour early is making sure because you know you're late. So then you're an hour early and mm -hmm. because of the traffic. So we got well, two things. Yeah. The, the traffic thing is bad. And it, well, also, when I'm in the car, I like to be able to feel relaxed when I'm driving. And I don't want to feel anxiety um, associated with like the uncertainty of my arrival time. So my drive becomes unpleasant if I know I don't have ample time. So if I really want to enjoy myself and have fun in my car and have a nice like energy on my way to work, I have to leave early enough that I can relax. And she does a lot of her meditating um, work in her car. I do, actually. I'm, I meditate a lot when I'm driving. I actually have Sage in a little seashell in my car in the and little it's not she's off sleeping somewhere meditating you could actually meditate and be alert and awake mm -hmm. yeah i i just i do a lot of energy cleansing when i'm driving i do a lot of protection well we pick up so much from each other and especially driving people don't realize that there's so much energy that we pick up and we're road stuck rage. in traffic and the road rage and the you know no, mm -hmm. no patience like we want to get mm -hmm. home we're tired just driving in traffic alone mm -hmm. for five minutes can literally wear you out right yeah and i I love being in my car now, and it's funny because I was so scared to drive before, and now my car is a very, like, I look forward to getting in my car, and if someone's like, hey, like, let's go somewhere, um, I'll drive, and I say, actually, I would prefer to drive if that's okay, because I, I just, I really prefer being the driver now. Which is nice. Which is nice to feel like you have a vehicle that you feel safe in and that you feel like you can rely on. And mm -hmm. and at the same time that you're actually starting to relax and know what you need to do. It's like, what are the things that we need to do? Most of us don't do them. Right. Oh, but here is a thought, though. This just popped in my head. Where Where is the... Th this is where the belief can get a little tricky for me. I don't know who else might feel this way. So you come to a point where... So you're, the pendulum swings, right? So you're way over in left field in fear zone. Mm -hmm. And then happy, neutral, calm, grounded is in the center. And then cockiness kind of is up on um, right field, right? Yeah. So you're swinging. Let's say all well, of a sudden. Everyone has to swing. Well, so let's say you. To get to neutral. Right. Let's say you swing way over to like jerk land and you're like turn into like an ass and you're very cocky for some reason about whatever what your driving ability now no 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 that's not <laughs> what i'm saying but what i'm saying is my fear is now that i'm starting to feel comfortable what if that is actually just um 
is actually just me having like a like this the swing of feeling comfortable and then something happens to like break it and then I get scared again and that's part of your PTSD because that's the thing that and we say the part that you've overcome is the idea that you can't drive the part that you haven't overcome all the way is the idea that anyone can hit me at any second still because even though I'm a good driver that doesn't mean that someone who's texting and looking down at their phone isn't going to hit me right and that's part of how you know when we say how did she get the PTSD it was because of three car accidents Mm -hmm. Um, two that were serious car accidents yeah and when we say like you know somebody hit us and we were all severely injured Mm -hmm. in those then you know when I was with her and her brother in both of those accidents that's where you start to realize okay the world isn't the safe place and they were kids and you know interestingly um, her brother did not get PTSD and that was because and he told me this he was five years old when we were in the first accident and she was 10 and he told me it was because he saw the other vehicle that hit us um, as us being in a big truck and then being in a little matchbox and that then when they hit us that it wasn't it didn't it wasn't able to hurt us so he switched it around in his head in a way that it was doable for him to like literally make that vehicle that hit us into a matchbox and us into this big mac truck that you know literally little kids can create so easily right Mm -hmm. and that's why he didn't have that he switched it in one second and Mm -hmm. instead of going into his fear and anchoring that in Mm -hmm. he anchored in that what was different right that's why it's so important to and that's what we talk about in reality like that's mm-hmm. you know that was his reality mm-hmm. we can make up anything in our reality and people don't mm-hmm. realize what we live is the reality that we believe mm-hmm. so he believed that to be true so that was the reality he lived mm-hmm. and he was the least injured of all of us mm-hmm. you know i mean he does have an injury but he was the least injured thank mm-hmm. god um and he was the one that bounced back the fast fastest mm-hmm. and he didn't tell me that till probably like a year later that what he actually did I think it was like six when he told me you know what I'm like how did you what did you do like you know because we were talking about the accident one day so very interesting the things that we can do so that we don't anchor things and change them around and make different things happen because you know a traumatic thing doesn't have to be as traumatic although the way that we look at it and the way that it feels can scare us to death and make us paralyzed for the rest of our life right I also think too the severity of something doesn't correlate to how you internalize it. Right. So if, for example, you slip and fall down the stairs, you know, and you break something, maybe you're scared to walk down, like, stairs that doesn't have a rug with socks on now. And, like, you have a weird fear of that. <laughs> like, I'm just making something up. No, that's actually a true thing. Because yeah. once you fall down the stairs, and depending on depending on your age and depending on the way that you feel, you may never go down the stairs again. Right. So, like, Wallace won't walk down the stairs in the basement because I think it's, like, two tunnel shapes and it must freak him out, but he'll walk down the stairs to the deck. So who knows? Wallace has some PTSD about some tunnel <laughs> stairs. Well, Wallace is a rescue dog, and he was abused. Yeah. So we're not sure if, you know, where, they where, put he, him. where he was kept. And that may have been in a basement somewhere mm-hmm. where those stairs remind him of mm-hmm. that type a of thing. A bad time, yeah. So, 
Um, cause he walks up and down the stairs going upstairs. Yep. And that and has a railing that's open. It has a railing that's open that you can see the top of the Yeah, and floor. he goes up and down those stairs yep. all the time. Otherwise, he wouldn't be up here. <laughs> right. he'd, he'd still be downstairs in the kitchen. Right. But no, he's able to do that. Right. He will not, refuses to, and I'm not going to make him, um, you know, go down into the basement. And the basement is done. It's not like it's, you know, a basement that is scary. It's, you know, the walls are painted that he's looking at. So... Everybody has them, you know, mm-hmm. whatever we've been through trauma-wise can stop us from doing something and mm-hmm. not knowing that, you know, there's ways to overcome it and to see it differently and to give it a different level of meaning, you know, like we could take some of its its trauma out, you know, we could take some of it and, you know, redo it in a different way, mm-hmm. which is actually the way that helps us to mm-hmm. heal. All right, well, let's go back to manifesting things for a minute, though. Yeah, what would you like to manifest? So what, are you look, what are you trying to manifest, Miss I would like to manifest that because she's putting down on she's putting down on the podcast, so we got to see how long it takes her. All right. I would like to manifest that it is easy and effortless to pay off my car sooner than my um, four-year loan. Loan. And that. Well, put it out the way that you would. Okay, this is how I would actually do it in real life, because it is real life right now, <laughs> and I'm actually going to do it. So, here it is. Hold on. Wait, in real life? No, uh-huh. we're always in pretend life, but go yeah. ahead. I am always in pretend life. I'm in Hollywood. No, everybody's in pretend life. They don't mm-hmm. realize it. Wait, what did Uncle Pat say that I was? I was in the land of, like, rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I live. <laughs> well, apparently, I live the same place you do, because oh, they gosh. tell me I live in some kind of a, what do they call the land I live in? something. I don't even know. I don't even remember because I'm so used to living here that I don't even know that I'm, I live there anymore. The land of glitter and globes. Who knows? <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know. Sometimes but I think we're in a snow globe and it's all a joke. <laughs> it is a joke. You know, that's oh why I say this God. is an illusion, people. Let's not you know, take it so mm-hmm. serious. You know, we come down here for a little while and when we say a little while, we're mm-hmm. an eternal being. So this is a little while. Mm-hmm. You know, we used to live way longer. We didn't learn that much. So they went, you know what? So we're short in those lives. They're, <laughs> they're way too long. 400 years, they didn't learn crap. You know what? Never mind. We'll <laughs> make it 100. Make it 50. I'm paying my car off in three and a half years. Um, nope. Three Do years? Do it again. Nope. I am paying my car off for three years? Nope. Do it again. Teach us the way, <laughs> globe my master Janice. <laughs> <laughs> my car will be paid off in two years. My car will be paid off in two years. My car is paid off in two years. Thank you, Holly. Because you have to say, say it with say it present. It right. is present. It is. You it say is. It, it. You is. say it as it is. Mm-hmm. So the idea. I that will also. I will also be protected, and safe. I. I am, am protected, protected and, and safe. safe, and my car, is a happy transportation device <laughs> <laughs> it's a transportation device that has uh-huh. wings and now flies yes <laughs> and if she needs be her car will fly above anything mm-hmm. you know but that's actually the thing like when you're saying it you have to say it as it's already it done it is it is already, it already done happened. it is present tense in not present future tense, tense not in future tense in present tense that and but you can say your car mm-hmm. will be paid off in two years it that's still mm-hmm. fine um that's still saying present tense mm-hmm. in a sense um but Meaning it, it's still saying, if you say your car will be paid off in two, in two years, you could say it that way. I am safe 
in my car. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel protected. I mm-hmm. am safe. I'm protected. I actually feel like the person who must have driv- had driven my car before me must have felt scared driving it because I keep, or not scared driving, but scared that because it's a nice car that it's going to get messed up. Be- oh yeah, they were because they were meticulous with that car. Because the when I'm in that car, I find myself like. I had a pumpkin in my car, and I put a yoga mat down on my seat to put the pumpkin down because I didn't want it dirtying my seat. Yeah, well, the person who had my car before me, I had my car, must have been um, snobbish because <laughs> <laughs> um, it had some kind of an attitude because the first couple of weeks that I had my car mm-hmm. um, years ago, I remember the feeling of it and the, the looks that I would get from people when I drove my car. And it's never any looks that I've ever gotten before. They, it was like a, um, like a snot, like it felt like a snobbish thing. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? The car was just omitting cranky energy. It was no, it was <laughs> omitting like a snob, like I'm better than you energy. Oh, that's dumb. Which was so weird to me because that is so, so not me. Yeah. So I actually smudged my car. Well, so I haven't saged the car yet. I used to, I dr- have this car because I haven't had a chance to switch over from my old car to this new car, my, like, caught my car sage. <laughs> yeah, well, once I smudged it, mm-hmm. it was fine, and it was more me, and yeah. then I never had that again. But it was so funny because people would give me, like, dirty looks all the time. Like, if I went to go pull in or do mm-hmm. something, I'd get these dirty looks from people that I've never gotten before as far as doing it. I wasn't doing anything, but it I was get, very interesting. I find a lot of, um, a lot of boys look at my car. They're like what is that car? Because it, like, it's like, there's like something about like, it's like it pulls out their little kid like matchbox. Like, <laughs> well, it is. It does it, it look c- like You know, because it looks like a big like toy. You it does a, look like a toy. Yeah. Uh, although it looks like a very pretty toy. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like, like all of my guy friends that see it get all excited. Like, ooh, can you start it for me? Can you rev <laughs> the engine? They get all excited. It's funny. Well, it does have that sound. It's, it's a, Although, I, I, when I drove it the other day, um, and the engine shuts off when you um, stop, um, or when does you something. Yeah, it has yeah. An, an, e- an economic An economic feature. thing. I'm not quite sure what that's all about. Um, but anyway, mm-hmm. th- I was like, is the car on? What's <laughs> it doesn't sound like it's making any noise. That's because it's not on. And that's because it's not on. And then, as soon as you put your foot on the gas and go, it, it goes. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, because they get so many things in cars now. I'm like, is that good? Because what if it doesn't start again? It will always start. But that's actually the thing. Like, you you know, as far as thinking, I had to... can't put that belief out there. It will no, always start. <laughs> I, had to, I had to cancel that. I was like, wait, well, hold on. Cancel, cancel, cancel. Mm-hmm. But those are the types of things, you know. So, as far as that, that okay, so I guess we got to wait. We got to wait for two years to see that Holly has paid off her car and so full. on halloween of 2018 my car will be paid off yes everyone got that you so heard in, in two years <laughs> you heard um so you in two heard years that from now because because today is halloween of 2016 so in two years from now um we will have holly back to tell us how she paid off her car in two years yes isn't that exciting yes anything else you're trying to create I would like to be two inches taller. Okay, so we'll see if Holly's <laughs> two inches taller. Um, <laughs> we'll see if Holly's two inches taller <laughs> in two years, and how she actually created that. And not that, not that I, I, don't, I don't know if that's going to happen because I really don't believe that. Yeah, and, see, that's a problem. And that's the problem, and that's, that's why that problem. won't happen. If you don't believe it, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, and, and that's, that's why she's not two inches taller. Because to tell you the truth, I've actually grown an inch and three quarters. And people tell you you're supposed to get shorter. I actually got my, I think it's almost two inches. I used to be 5'3", and I think I'm, no, it's one and, and three quarters, because I'm 5'4 and three quarters now. 
Now, that, my doctor told me, is not possible. Um, but then again, I don't listen to what doctors say most of the time. So why would I listen to her on that, you know, or him or whoever yeah. said it? Because, um, but they did measure me and I was 5'3". And then the next thing, um, when I got measured, like 10 years later, um, I was, and it wasn't, I was, I think, I think at the time, um, way past growing because mm -hmm. I had already had you. So right. I would think that in your 20s, I think you're past growing. And then 10 years later, they measured me again. And I was probably about... Uh, yeah, an inch and three quarters taller. So my license says I'm 5'3", because that's what I've always been. And then when they measured me later, and the lady kept putting it, like pushing it down. She's like, no, <laughs> she's looking at the chart. She's going, no, you're 5'3". And she was pushing the thing down on my head. She goes, are you standing on your toes or something? I'm like, no. She's looking at my feet. you got no shoes on. Okay, there's something wrong with this measurement tape. Because <laughs> I think she must have measured me before, <laughs> and that's why she was made. Mm -hmm. She either thinks she screwed it up the first time, yes. but I was measured more than once, so yeah. it's kind of funny. So apparently, you can grow, is my point. Right. Um, so Holly can be two inches taller and five five. I can be five five. Yes, she can be five five. Be whatever. It'll be what I want. Yeah, I could be what I want. <laughs> yeah. And that being the case, meaning like if I grew, I wasn't trying to grow. I didn't actually think I was too short. Um, so, however I did that, I have no idea, other than I didn't believe you, you, you got shorter. Wallace is my footrest. Wallace likes that. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't believe you got shorter. But because she doesn't believe you can get taller, and she got all the technical reasons why, which she should throw right out the window, because there's no such thing as the way that we work, because we don't even know how we work. Well, now that I've been in this, like, spacey land of... That's the place you create in, spacey land. Yeah. And that's actually where your brain goes to, you know, when we're mm -hmm. in beta, which is, you know, usually in your waking state. Um, they did a study recently, and I can't think of what where what part of the world they were in, that they were saying that, um, we'll say Thailand. I'm, I'm just making that up but because I, I don't remember. They were saying that the people in, in this area, wherever the area was, um, tend to be more in um, alpha theta state, which is the state of where we actually are when we're meditating. That's what I feel. Honestly, I'm not even making it up. I, I honestly feel like I've been more in... And the people there are happier and create better because mm -hmm. that's where you create from. And that's right. where our hypnosis state is and that's where you're going into your mm -hmm. subconscious state. So that's the state that we're going to be able to create so much more in and not be in the beta state. So mm -hmm. that's actually part of why we're feeling the way that we're feeling. Right. Yeah. So let's use, that, let's use that as the good thing, not the I can't focus thing and the overwhelming thing and actually like let herself relax into it because the, m the more that you do, you can create better. How do we get there? How do people who are not experiencing that Well, they're happen? experiencing a bunch of things, but or most of the things that they're experiencing are feeling overwhelmed by it. And that's an overwhelming feeling, but that's where you got to slow down. That's the, that's the stop part. You know, remember when you changed Except your whole yeah, job and yeah, that's oh part God. of... That's that's what you did. Like she took her job and she changed the whole thing mm -hmm. because she was doing the same thing everyone else was doing. She was overwhelmed, was running around, going myself. crazy, killing herself. And she basically said, I'm going to die from this. I need to stop and I need to do this, this and this. And then it was she un very unhappy. And yeah. my body was in pain. And then she started to take things out that she wasn't able to do or that wasn't making her happy and starting to do more of the things that were making her happy. And it was a hard thing to do, and she had a tough time doing it because she had to, in it her took mind... It like a good six months to reorganize the way I planned myself. And those reorganization things were not easy for her because that's changing a lot of the things that people recounted on her and, mm -hmm. and you know, the feeling that you would let somebody I don't down. Wanna, I don't ever want to let someone down. You know, like, you want to be there for people, but if you're not there... You, you can't pour a cup of coffee from an empty pot. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> You heard that? 
you can't pour a cup of coffee from an empty pot. That's true, and that's actually the same thing that we talk about all the time, and that's one of my problems, which hence why it would be one of her problems, meaning that I tend to work a lot. We right. tend to be a little so bit on the workaholic side. Yeah. Which is not a good yeah. thing until, you know, and that's where you have to recoup and refill, and that's what this whole not having time stuff is, you know, makes it a problem. Mm -hmm. But for you to redo that, and that's part of why you're able to do what you're doing now. And that's, you know, the good lesson for everyone that's listening. It's like last year when she was so overwhelmed and stressed out and she was killing herself and she was like so tired and she was in a pot. I was doing 90 hour work weeks. Yeah. Well, no wonder why you're in an empty pot. That's not okay. Like that, you should not do that. No, that's not okay. But that's a thing where you then redo your life and you say, okay, these are the things that need to come and out. And not giving us a, a day off. For some reason, I don't know why. I don't know, like, what, like, weird thing I'm trying to hide and run away from. But clearly it's something because no one purposefully does that unless they're trying to block something out. Right. So when she figures out why she was doing it, and now that she's not doing it, and that now she's in more of that dream state to be able to get in touch with herself a little bit easier and get rid of her fears and stuff, then she'll be able to do it easier. But you do need to stop. You need to slow down. And you need to look. And you need to look inside and you start to see like, wait, why am I doing this? What's this for? What is this helping me with? And it could be helping me with being afraid and not wanting to change something. It could be helping me with, and it's a helping thing. Mm -hmm. It's, although it feels like it's not, it's a helping thing. So the more that we get pushed, which is why she got pushed that far to the point that it was, you know, 90 hours, is that you're going to keep going and it's going to keep beating you over the head until you start to get it and you do something different. And hopefully you heal from it and you learn from it too. Mm-hmm. Well, Hal, it was great having you as a guest. Um, we'll have to have you back again. Every Halloween. Every Halloween. No, you're going to have to do it way, way before Halloween. All right. I'll, um, my birthday. Okay. Her birthday's next month, so we'll see her again next month. Yeah. Love you, honey. Love you. Bye. Bye.